This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, so Rico's in a bad mood. Wow. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome in. It's the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, 402-464-5685. The Honda Flickin' Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line, both those open for you guys the entire show today. I just have a weird feeling that this show is going to kind of go off the rails. Do you want to do a text or a tip jar? Easy. Should we do a tip Before jar? Before you leave? Maybe Since we you'll should be missing this week's tip jar. Yeah, we can do it in the middle segment. Middle segment tip jar. We don't have anybody today. That is true. All of our weekly guests start. Well, one of them starts next week. The other two start. Maybe. Okay, so the other the, one of them's questionable. The other one is starting the 29th. So we got two Fridays. Okay. I got we an answer tell. back, but we're waiting. It's questionable. We're a couple days. Okay, sounds good. So I guess we can fill you guys in. Next Monday and every Monday, we'll have Steve Mark of Rivals now inside Nebraska. He'll be on Mondays on two th- at 2.30. We're nailing down a Wednesday every week guest. Thursday will be the opponent's beat writer. Yep. So uh, a beat writer from an opponent team that whoever Nebraska's facing that week, we'll have them come in or, or on the show, talk about it. I feel and like then Northwestern Friday, only has one. So that's right. that person will be on like every radio every station, show. every Everywhere. And then every Friday starting July 29th, we'll have Zach Carpenter, also from Rivals, more the recruiting side of things. Let us know on Fridays, you know, who's going to be visiting that weekend, where's Nebraska at in uh, recruiting senses. So we'll keep you updated throughout the entire week, as well as other shows here on the ticket, obviously. Uh, on the block, we'll have their normal guests early break as well. And then uh, you'll get that insight from DP and J, and then Vershawn, obviously, from 11 to 2. As well. So once again, 402 464 5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line, both those open for you guys. Thomas and Lincoln asks, Why more Rico? Is it good that Rico is in a bad mood? Maybe he might be more quiet. I will not be more quiet. I might be even more vocal. You might be louder. I might be. You might hear Rico more than ever. Especially because of Thomas and Lincoln. OG- but it's fine because you're going to hear a lot of me. Yeah, over the next two days. You were, you were yelling about it. I wasn't yelling. I was just saying that, that it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It is. Are you, are you, what are you going Am to I do prepared? to mentally prepare? Not at all. To mentally prepare. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. So tomorrow you'll have 8 to 11. Mm-hmm. You'll also have 11 it'll to be, 2. It'll be me and Jay. And then I asked Bach if he could come in for one-on-one. Or no, okay. Jay's, Jay's going to be with me for one-on-one tomorrow for a little bit. Okay. Uh, with Barry Thompson. Um, and then for the three hours of the captain, I asked Bach to come in for that. So it'll be me and Bach for three hours. And then it'll be me and Nathan for happy hour. Okay. And then, you know, they'll do their thing, water cooler, um, um, uh, on the block. And then, I don't know, well, what ticket weeknight's going to happen after that. But then, behind the game, we'll return. That's right. Priscilla Joseph will stream in from wherever she is in the country. I don't know where they're at. Okay. But she'll stream in 
and uh, me and her will have our two-hour show uh, from 7 to 9. So I will be on the air from 8 to 3, and then a small break where you hear no Rico, and then 7 to 9. There you go. So, And then you, Friday you, I'll be on 8 to 3. If you hate Rico, just listen from 3 to 6. There you go. That's all you got to do. But if um, you love me, listen all day. Listen all day because I'll be here. All day. Rico will be here. Uh, once again, 402-464-5685. All right, so a couple things we can get to in the first segment here. However, in the middle segment, we'll do a tip jar. So any random thoughts you may have. It's a Wednesday. I always have this problem where the days that before I leave, I, I just get into vacation mode before I even leave. Yeah, I can tell. So I'm kind of off the rails today. Um, but it's okay because we just got fi- fueled with Wingstop. So shout out to Wingstop, shout out to Wingstop for fueling us. Um, but I guess, I, I guess Rico, what, how do you feel about your New York Yankees right now? Feel good. I feel great. I feel grand. Because they are fantastic. They're like 16 are, or 17. They're like, oh, the, I don't know. There are a lot of games over 500. Is there a part of you that's worried about the postseason? Because like, think about, think about, think back to a couple years Not, ago. As long as they face the twins, no. Think about think back to a couple years ago. The Dodgers were always in a position to win the World Series. The Dodgers mm-hmm. need to win the World Series, but guess what? Cubs to play spoilers and beat them in the NLDS, NLCS doesn't matter. But but then they did. But then the Dodgers finally yep. eclipsed mm-hmm. and, and won the series. Well, that's been happening with the Yankees. I mean, they haven't had the greatest of records, but they haven't had a losing record, and they've always been. You know, maybe this is the year for the Yankees. Maybe this is the year, and then they end up losing in the first round of the playoffs or whatever. So. I'm not. I'm not that worried. The hitting is on point. The pitching is on point. The bullpen is on. Like everything is on point uh, before the All Star break, which means they're going to go through after. a slump. Yep. Right, immediately after, and then they're going to jump back up. So uh, that's how that works. As long as you're not slumping going into the All Star break, you're fine. That's true. That's true. So speaking of the AL East, obviously the Yankees are quite a few games up in the AL East. With they have 62 wins, I'm guessing something around there. Uh, anyway. The Blue Jays let go of Charlie Montoyo this year or to, year. today today this year this year <laughs> today. I mean, it is this year. You're so not wrong. They are four games. They're forty six and forty two overall. However, they are fifteen and a half games behind first place, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But once again, everybody would be behind the Yankees. The Blue Jays at four games above four five hundred are in fourth place in that division. That, that the AL East is one of the best divisions in baseball right now. I looked it up. They would be second place in. All I believe all of the other AL um, divisions, but they would be third place in all of the NL divisions. And so, yet they they fire Charlie Montoyo. They lost eight of their last ten games. That's a mm-hmm. that's probably part of it. But also as a career in, in, over his career as a manager, Montoyo is a five hundred winning percentage coach. Or manager, he's won fifty percent of his games over four which years, is, which is good. But then you also have to factor in how much talent the Blue Jays have. That's true. How much they have had, and he's only a five hundred percent or five hundred five hundred winning coach. Literally, exactly on the dot, fifty percent of his games he's won. He's two hundred thirty six and two hundred thirty six as a, ma- a manager over four seasons in Toronto. But you bring up some like I was the talking to Mark ta- about I, this. I think you said they have four, almost three All Stars. And he's, you know, they're four games above 500. So just a couple guys. I mean, obviously you have Vladdy, you have Bo Bichette, George Springer, Matt Chapman, Chapman, Alejandro Kirk, um, 
And then they traded for Man- Hinjin Ryu. They have Ryu. Mm-hmm. I forgot about him. Teoscar Hernandez. Jose Barrios, who uh, who was traded from the Twins last year at the deadline. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest gift for them at the deadline last year. Lords Guriel. Ju- like, they have talent, like you said. So it's maybe that's part of it. Um, they also have Biggio, I know, uh, as well on their on their team. So that's when I was I was bringing this up with Mark during the captain show, and it's almost like M- Major League Baseball managers are so confusing, um, and and the way that different organizations go about whether or not they should fire their manager or not is is really fascinating to me personally. Because, for example, the Orioles now are forty four and forty four overall. They've won nine straight. They just beat the Cubs last night, six to four, four to two. And if you would have told me they're forty four and forty four, they're five hundred. If you would have told me over twenty five games into a season that the Orioles would have a at or above five hundred record, I would not believe you. It's unbelievable. And and, and like obviously the ALE, big the fan best, of Adley Rutschman, the best best division in in baseball. Hands I think down. they're the only division where everybody is at or above five hundred. We'd be able to find this out really quickly. You keep talking. I'll look that up. So. Once again, you look down the Blue Jays roster, and they have a lot of talent. And I, I believe Kirk is is the starting catcher for the AL All Star team, if if I can remember correctly, because I know Wilson Contreras is the starter for the the NL team. But I think Kirk is the the catcher for the no. AL team. Jose Trevino, Yankees no catcher. way. Yeah, he. They told him he was going to be in the All Star game. I don't think they've announced reserves yet. Mm. I think Trevino won this. I think Trevino won the vote. Starters. American League, Alejandro Kirk. Okay. Well, he's going to be there anyways. Doesn't matter. So Alejandro Kirk is the is at catcher Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s at first. And so the Blue Jays have two all-star starters. But once again, let's uh, I, I created that spreadsheet a couple couple months ago. It is the only division where every team is at or above five. So there you go, the AL East. And they let go of Montoya. Now, now, once again, Mark and I were talking, and we were pointing out to each other, you know, like, obviously we don't know the dynamic in the locker room, what was going on inside the locker room. Yeah. I also remember a couple months ago or even maybe a couple seasons ago, Charlie Montoyo had a DUI and had some off-the-field legal issues. So I don't know if there's there's things some still stemming from, from that situation. Mm-hmm. But once again, going back to, like, when organizations decide to let go of their managers, it's truly fascinating because you look at, a, at an organization like the Royals and obviously not going to win a World Series. They knew coming in that they weren't going to compete for a World Series either. But Mike Matheny, who had tons of success in St. Louis, is struggling here in Kansas City, has winning about 40% of his games at, during his time in Kansas City over three seasons. And... The Royals last won a title in 2015. It was the last time they were in the playoffs. However, it's a smaller market, so you have to ask the question of of who you're going to get. David Ross and the Cubs, similar situation. They made the playoffs in 2020, but David Ross is only winning about 44% of his games as a manager of the Cubs, and it's his first time being a manager of anywhere. So, like, you, you look at those two, you look at the Pirates, who Derek Shelton in his third season is winning a little over 35% of his games as a manager. But he swept the Dodgers. But he sweeps the Dodgers, so that's okay. And it's you, enough to keep your job. Well, right? you look at then and you talk about small market teams versus big market teams and expectations, and you go to the Los Angeles Angel, Angels, who get rid of Joe Madden after he wins 47% of his games. 
He was with the Cubs for five years, compiled a 471 and 339 record, which is good for 58% of his games. Mm-hmm. The Angels haven't won a championship since 02. They haven't made the playoffs since 14. And they haven't won a playoff series since 2009. So you have to ask yourself, once again, though, the Angels are one of those those situations, Rico, where you can go, all right, look at the talent that we got. Are they a large market team? Well, I think they're it's interesting. In Los, they're not in Los Angeles. They're, a, a, they're, they're in Anaheim. Anaheim. That's true. Which you always I, think of. LA. I would. I wouldn't have known any difference. But when we had Mr. L.A. Boy Ryan Tab here, he definitely informed us that there is a huge difference That's between true. Los Angeles and Anaheim. So there is that. I mean, you look at the talent for for the Angels, and you know it's extremely top heavy with two guys. If if Rendon's healthy. I mean, and, and yeah. If, if Rendon was producing like he did in Washington, but he's not. Yeah, well, that's the that's the issue you take when you sign somebody who had a great year to a massive contract, yeah. a la Albert Pujols. Sometimes, Bingo. sometimes you run into trouble. Sometimes they can't stay healthy. Other times they just get older and they slow down. So, like, they're extremely top heavy. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and then the rest of their roster is just kind of like. Let's get some some solid pieces, I guess you could call them, but it's nowhere near the amount of talent where you know, like an L.A. Dodgers or oh, or a, or a New York Mets or a New York Yankees or you know any of those teams that are at the at the top of their their uh, division. You know, even a even a San Diego Padres, like teams like that, where they're they're talent talent rich, talent overloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angels have probably two of the better players in baseball. But that's about it. So the Angels are sitting with a thirty-eight and fifty record, and also Joe Madden got let go after like a twenty-seven game losing streak or something like that. It was like in the midst of like a, was, they, well, they were twelve games above five hundred or something. They're like nine games above five hundred, then they were twelve games below yeah, five hundred. So like all it was games. bad. It was bad. Um, so right now the Angels are sitting with a thirty-eight and fifty record. They're fourth in the AL West. Um. Which I think the the Mariners are seventeen and three in their last twenty games. Wow. They just swept. So the Mariners just swept the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and that was a big reason why Montoyo got let go. When I was reading about it, is because they just got swept by the Mariners. But the Angels, thirty eight and fifty, fourth in the AL West. Here, here's just a little bit of a rundown of their their depth chart. So Shohei Otani obviously is the, is their ace. They picked up Noah Syndergaard over the off season. Their their best reliever is Ryan Tapera, former Chicago Cub Ryan Tapera, um, and, and if that <laughs> you tells you anything, tie it into the Cubs. If that tells you anything about the quality of bullpen that the Angels have, it's that their best reliever is former Cub Ryan Tapera. Um, their catcher Max Stassi, okay. Jared Walsh is at first; he's good. Uh, Matt Duffy, their third baseman, is on the IL, so they have to put in Jonathan VR. Who once again former Cub Jonathan VR Jonathan VR former All Star former All Star as well Brewers before the Cubs yes okay and then Mike Trout's day to day right now as he always and is. exactly and Shohei Otani is the DH so when you when you look at this the roster though and I was telling the the guys on the Captain Show earlier they spent nineteen of their draft nineteen or twenty one of their draft picks all of them on pitchers a couple years ago yep. And I'm curious, let me look up They're before... We're still waiting to see how that pans out. Because, yeah, it was every single draft... Every single person they drafted was a pitcher. And I think... A, weren't a lot of them lefties? Yes, absolutely. So, 
I'm trying to figure out what farm system or like it's, what it's almost like they were just trying to throw stuff at the wall and see if it would stick. You trying to find out their triple A and double A teams? Angels farm system. Because a lot of times you can tell about the the potential of a team because uh, of their farm system ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh and so here we go. Let's see. So they up they drafted all pitching all pitchers in twenty twenty one. Um and Keith Law of MajorLeagueBaseball.com says the Angels' all-pitching draft in 2021 might have seemed like a gimmick, but one, they really needed pitching, and two, they did quite well with that constraint, finding several guys after the 10th round who impressed in their pro debuts or looked like good bets on paper. So it's it's kind of crazy uh, what happens. It, w- once again, going back to this whole Charlie Montoyo gets let go from the Blue Jays, and the looking at the different expectations for smaller market teams to bigger market teams, teams that have salary caps and don't spend a lot of money. Like once again, the Oakland Athletics, for example, they're they're facing probably that they're going to change cities here. They're going to be relocated in the next couple years. Their stadium is atrocious right now. <laughs> like it is, it is atrocious. It's they're that- averaging like less than five thousand fans per game, which is less than a Rockies or Royals game, which tells you something. And they spent less than $60 in the offseason. So there was this whole like little bit that went out that was if you bought MLB The Show, the video game, for $59.99, you spent more money than the Oakland Athletics did all offseason. How did they spend sixty dollars? They didn't spend sixty. They just spent nothing. Oh, okay. So it was I like they spent they, less. I thought you said they spent nah. sixty. I was like, how do you spend that? Would be 60? funny though. Just six, they gave somebody a raise for sixty dollars. That would like, be funny. You know what? You know what? You've been really good for us these years. Here's yeah, 60 here's sixty bucks <laughs> spread out over one hundred and sixty-two games. There you go. So it's just kind of crazy to look at different teams. Um, and now the draft is coming up in the next couple of weeks, I believe, maybe even in days. Uh, coming up in the next couple of days, and it's kind of fascinating to see how trades work out because obviously you can't trade um, on draft night, anything like that, but. You can trade slot values for picks, basically. Because mm-hmm. once again, with the Major League Baseball draft, it's kind of confusing to where teams, if they want to save money, they will draft lower than slot values. So like the Royals last year, for example. Dra- did Had a chance to draft Kumar Rocker. Chose not to because they would have had to pay full slot value for Kumar Rocker. So they drafted lower last year, a, a lower talented prospect. And then in the second round, got the guy from, I think it was like St. or not St. Louis, from Kansas City or from the sub- suburbs of Kansas City mm-hmm. that was higher slot value than what their second round pick actually accounted for. So they took some of the, the slot value money from the first round pick, transferred over to the second round pick, and they got a better prospect with their second rounder. It's so weird. It, it's super confusing. I hate it. But it also, it's extremely beneficial and, and smart if you're an organization and, and figure out a way to work the slot value because now the Royals look like a genius for not drafting Kumar Rocker, True. which we need to look up Kumar Rocker's stats in yeah, Indie Ball. What is he doing? Because he he's in Indie Ball, remember? Yeah. So I just remember a lot when when that happened, like everybody was freaking out because Kumar Rocker didn't get drafted, and everybody was wondering what's going on. There must have been something, you know, pre-draft that popped up. Turns out he had an injury that he was, you know, nursing, and teams knew about it. Oh, here we go. Ooh. So Kumar Rocker once again in Indie Ball just for until the MLB draft. Undefeated. Hold on. Independent. The Red Sox are interested in Kumar. No. All right, so he is in Tri-City, members yep. of the Frontier League. He is 1-0 and in five starts. 
Oh. Has a 1.35 ERA. He's only thrown 20 innings. So he's averaging Five about four, four innings per start. I, yeah. Um, he's allowed 11 hits, three earned runs. He's allowed two bombs. He's walked four guys. Struck out 32. Okay, so that's a good... Kumar Rocker, still good. Still good. Um, after Tommy John surgery and all that all that stuff. That's probably um, why he's only going about four innings a game. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, one unnamed texter mentions Dayton Moore on the text line. Don't don't forget, his son, Robert, went to Arkansas. Woohoo! We always heard about it in the uh, Nebraska-Arkansas game I did not know a couple that. years did, ago. Robert was, Moore, yeah. Dayton Moore's Crazy. son. It was unbelievable. Didn't know he was Dayton Moore's son. So, all right, we'll find out when the Major League Baseball draft is. However, it's time for the tip jar. So if you stuck around, 402-464-5685, let's have some fun on a Wednesday, uh, final 30 minutes of the show. We'll be right back on the happy hour. I want to hear your guys' random thoughts on the tip jar. We'll be right back. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.